Hello and welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith. I'm searching for people. Why? Name of my TV show. <laughs> it's not a TV show. It is on Yukon, YouTube. Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith. I'm searching for people with integrity because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. It's a mouthful sometimes. We have as our guest today, author Stephanie Bailey, a longtime love coach and expert. And she brought her book. Did you bring a book in the head, your head? It's on I my number time. Uh, there it is. That's good. Hard to say. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's the way to do it. Um, let's see. I'm searching for people with integrity because our country suffers from IDD. Integrity deficit disorder. We have you, which is good. The love coach. And I'm looking at the humorous collection of dating tips and misadventures, part of your book's title. And the title is, have I brought the title, the title up? 99 Types of Guys. There you go. 99 Types of Guys. <laughs> that sounds like, now, now these, are, these 99 are all dating her on one night. <laughs> That'd be a lot of dates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know if I have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> or energy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this was quite an endeavor you've done here. It's, it's really something. I'm. Um, when did you start on it? On the book? So I started the book in my 20s. Um, I started really writing it on actual paper because I didn't have a laptop at the time. So it was back in 2000. And um, it was a friend of mine, it was a guy, male friend of mine that was being sarcastic and said, you've dated a lot of men, you should write about it. And I was like, huh. And I started jotting down just descriptions of guys that I've dated. And then when I would go out to brunch or lunch or coffee with girlfriends, they would confirm like I've dated that type. And so that's where it started to really take off was knowing that there was something there. And originally my book was divided into three books. Um, you know, men I did in my twenties, thirties and forties. And then I met with another professional book person. This is back in 2010, I want to say. And he was like, it should be one book and it should be 99 types at the time, I had 129 types total between the three books. So I narrowed it down to 99. That's why there's another book that'll come out next year. Um, but 99 is just a catchier name. And so from there, I just proceeded to just, you know, try to find a publisher. I had a hard time back then getting a publisher, but my illustrator is amazing. He's my best friend's, my best friend, Kimberly, that's her brother. And so he fell in love with the book and was like, I will illustrate. Um, so I feel super blessed to have Kyle Malone be my illustrator in my book. Um, and I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't a male bashing book. I wanted to be funny and sarcastic, but yet informative so that 
you know, if you're out there dating, especially as a woman, you're not feeling alone. If you're getting ghosted, like I, I know what that feels like. I also know what it feels like, you know, to date a businessman or to date, you know, the, the romantic, the chivalrous guys. So every person in the, every guy in the book that I've mentioned, I've either dated or come across or had a relationship with. I can understand that. <laughs> 99 is enough. Um, 99 is enough. I finally found my person, but yes, it took more than 99, <laughs> but I did find him. <laughs> <laughs> now, I ha had a, an idea, or at least when I was going through my your, your, your media information, and I was looking at all these um, different names, but they're adjectives. Mm -hmm. And and I got to thinking. Okay, is there does research allow you for same names like out of the, out of the ninety nine you have are there ten Bobs, six Steves, and five Jims? <laughs> Where is that? Was there one? I, was there one one name regular name that's going to fall out? Um, there, you know, throughout, because we all have various types within ourselves. If you think about it, you know, I'm a businesswoman, but then I'm also a yoga instructor, but then I'm also a girl, you know, I have a partner. So I'm a girlfriend. I'm also, you know, in a blended family. So I'm, an, so I'm a stepmom. So I have many hats slash many types. So yes, like there could be a Bob, for instance, that's in there in different types of, you know, guys I've mentioned, he could have been in like three or four of the types of guys I've mentioned, you know, same thing if there's a Steve, there could have been like, you know, four or five different types, you know, that he was. So yes, there's, there's weaving throughout. It's no, no, there's not one guy that made one type of guy, you know, each type is based on several different types of guys um, because of all the different personalities. And like I said, sometimes it would take one date and I'd be inspired and be like, oh, that's definitely a new type, you know, but then I might, you know, as I'm dating further, my thirties meet somebody that was similar to the same person that I dated in my twenties. I'm like, okay, now I got a story. So yes. <laughs> and, and you do. <laughs> and now I thought about your title mm -hmm. and, and I thought, no, you, my wife said, no, you can't have her call that. She's already got, got a type. And what I said to her was that's 99 losers. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be like a male bashing book. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it like the whole point of the book is to walk away. So my whole my whole theory of the book where it came from is, you know, if you're a narcissistic woman and you meet a narcissistic guy, here's the description of him. And then that's your perfect match potentially, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. It's like, if you love to baby talk and that's your thing, well, then a baby talker is probably going to be great for you. So it's, it's just giving like a description and saying, you know, each for his own, because we all, you know, we all have our tolerance levels and we all can date somebody based on you know, what, what we're attracted to, what we're pulled to, you know, what our tolerance levels are. So what I could handle might not be what somebody else could handle and vice versa. So that's why I tried to make it sassy and funny. I mean, yeah, there's somewhere I'm like run, but again, sure. you know, if, if you feel you're that type, then maybe you wouldn't run. That would be your match. So. Well, I also had a saying that I thought about as I was going through the list. 
And part of that saying was, uh, you can't tell a book by its cover. Hmm. And uh, did you ever feel that way about uh, the characters inside? Nope. I feel I feel like you can buy this cover because, you know, it's me and my bestie. We're in a car. I'm I'm parked. Her arms are up in the sky. And then I'm, you know, looking down with my sunglasses and then behind it, you know, there's silhouettes. I'll try and show it again. It's hard to see. Um, I don't know if you can see that, but yeah, I tried to make it, up it a little bit. Back it up a little bit. There we go. There you go. There you so go. I think it's like this weird. But yeah, Thank so it's probably. like it's hard to see, but um, I tried to make it where it, like the, the cover is fun and the uh -huh. back, how he created it. My illustrator, it's like a silhouette of men. You know, it says 99 types of guys, a collection, a humorous collection of dating tips and misadventures. And then it shows us having fun. So, and then it has her Frenchie, um, Ruby in the back. And then it has my cat who passed away, unfortunately, also in the back, but they were best friends as well. So my cat mm -hmm. and her dog were best friends. And so I tried to make it a sassy fun cover. So then Again, it's not like resembling like this hateful book towards men because I, I don't hate men. So I really, you know, emphasize that. Like if you're looking for a male bashing book to put this book down, that's not what the book's about. Well, that's a good way to do it. Um, and probably if you tried to do that, it would drain a lot of energy. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> when you don't want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Plus, you know, every experience that I had was a learning lesson. So I was trying to put some lightheartedness to it to say, mm -hmm. you know, you might have to kiss a lot of frogs before you meet your person. And mm -hmm. it's okay. You know, it's okay to let go of those timelines because we put them, we put timelines out there, especially as women often. And I wanted to really say like, here's a bunch of guys I dated. And so it took me a while and, and that's okay. You know, I'd rather have waited then jumped into wrong relationships and been, you know, a three, four, five time divorcee, which not that that's wrong. I mean, that's each to his own, but that was never my goal. So I would have rather dated a bunch of men and then have been able to create this book to help women or gay men. If you date, you know, this book is for anybody that dates men. It's also for, even if you're married and you want to, you know, connect with your single friends and get a better idea of the dating world, that's who would also read it. Or if you're in a relationship and you want to see what type of guy you're with or vice versa, you're a male and you want to see what type of guy you're, you know, you are based on what I've written, that's, that's my target market. So it's really for anybody. Well, I would think so. Um, <laughs> you know, some, some though will just refuse to, you know, to bust the bubble. Right. Um, and, and to be difficult, I guess. It, it, that's a lot of patience you have in this lifetime. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, doing something like this, it, it really takes it, uh, takes it out of you. And so it's a certain energy. Uh, yeah. That. Um, I looked at um, your offers in person. Um and virtual love coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do that, uh, say, on the internet? Yes. Yeah, so basically, I'm a love coach, self-love coach and expert. Uh -huh. And so, you know, my clients, there's some clients that are here in Colorado, and then I have clients that are virtual. So I do that through FaceTime. Um, if they don't have FaceTime, we do WhatsApp. Um, so that's where their sessions come from. And my belief in this world is until you can love yourself, 
you know, you can't expect anybody else to. It's it's cliche. We've heard this before, but it's that really understanding of like what self-love means. And it's not about, you know, our materialistic things. It's not about what we look like. It's not about the clothes we're wearing, the car we're driving, the house we live in, the car we, ha- or, excuse me, the job we have. It's really about that internal self-love. And I feel like most of the time, the more you have, the more insecurities you develop. And that in turn will make you settle for, you know, relationships, friendships, jobs that you're not happy with. So it's really working on ourselves in that deep, profound way. And yeah, it's super rewarding. I love, love, love. I love that part. Well, I I think that you probably should. Um, And and you can do this for a long time. Yes. Yes. Um, Very, very much so. Um, I looked at uh, our, uh, gosh, there's so much here, and I'm trying to think about, you can't really classify, you've already classified them by the table of contents of of what they are, uh, or or are not, I guess. Um, Is there a... um, is there a, a, a hidden list you got somewhere that said these these are the people that want, that, that deserve the crown king? <laughs> well, you know, there's not, and and that's why there's going to be a second book because I had to really think about you know what types do I really want in this first book that that's impactful but also relatable you know, and then also some that are new. So, you know, we've all heard of being ghosted, right? That's when a guy or a woman, I mean, in this case, I'm talking about men will just, you think things are going great. And all of a sudden they just disappear out of your life, like vanish, poof, gone, no email, text, nothing. And they never return. You don't even know what happened to them. And then there is Houdini. Houdini is a guy who will come and go out of your life like a bad magic show is what I talk about. And he will reappear. Maybe it might be a month later, week later, days later, but he will come and go into your life, right? And then there's Woodworks. And Woodworks is also similar, except for Woodworks. He will leave your life. And then when you think like, and he might even break up with you. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he just disappeared, but he breaks up with you or leaves your life. And then when you're, you know, single and you have taken enough time that you have kind of forgotten about him, all of a sudden he'll appear in such a romantic way, like sending a sexy text or romantic text that you were like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe, maybe this could work now because right. enough time has passed. It's almost like he has, a, he has a crystal ball knowing when to contact you. So there's three different types of men in there that are similar, but different. And so I really was introducing, my whole point was to introduce men types that I have, you know, titled that maybe people have not heard of. And then there's obviously the basic titles that people have heard of because they've been out there forever. Um, so it's a combination of both. Right. Right. Have you, have you thought about maybe down the road, uh, about, um, do you do couples in terms of- I have of, not uh, done a couple- you know, type uh-huh. types of couples <laughs> uh-huh. book. I have not, because I've even been asked like, were you going to do a 99 types of women? I'm like, well, I mean, my target audience is, you know, <laughs> women, you know, because they want, I'm yeah. trying to empower women. So I don't know if I'd ever do that. That's been brought to the table. You know, I'm sure some male will come up with it just because 
I've done 99 types of, you know, men. I'm sure there'll be some guy out there that'll be like, oh, well, I've got 99 types of women, which will be great. I'd love to read it. I don't know if it'll be coming from me, though. <laughs> right. Um, for me, I'm not on here. Um, lack of patience, I guess, is a, is, is a <laughs> <laughs> would be a chapter for me. Um, I think that's in there somewhere. Or if it's not in this one, it's definitely my second one. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, you've launched recently, is that right? Yeah. So the book launched on January 9th on Amazon and it's already made number one bestseller. And then under new release, it made number one um, in six categories under their new release section when it launched. So that was super exciting. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. This is my third book. So oh, really? Well, yeah. So the same topics. No, my first book I was a co-author in, it was called 25 Tools for Goddesses. And Anna Pereira was the lead author in that one. And then that came out uh, 2021 of uh, November. And then mm -hmm. October of 2022, I was the lead author in my book collaboration called Misadventures Guide to Ultimate Empowerment for Women, Harness Your Power and Thrive in Every Area of Your Life. It's a long title, but amazing stories that we all shared 22 authors including myself share these powerful stories we're all women um and then practices to help other women out there to say you know if you're in an abusive relationship you can get out if you've done it with abandonment issues like all these different various stories are in there that also made number one bestseller and then this book just launched le less than a year um i don't even know if it was even it wasn't even six months from my other book is when nine nine types of guys launched that's great. So, yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very much so. Um, I see in here, as I look through here, a lot of characters. And yes. you know, the, these, these choices you've, you've labeled them with, um, I know those kinds of people. Um, mm -hmm. Just know them and how they are. Um, I... Um, I, I once had a guy when I was in the army, and it's my wife's something or other. She was a freshman at the University of Texas in Austin, and um, so I, he said, "Can I go?" And I said, "Sure, we'll get you a date." And when we landed there, this guy was freaked. I mean, I never had ever seen anybody freak like that that he did. He couldn't do anything. He was like standing like a like a big piece of ice. You know? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. And it wasn't not that he hadn't done it, but he just didn't know what to do. It was crazy. I, and all the talking I did to him, finally I said, that's it. And felt, you know, felt like a man sitter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the awkward guy. <laughs> Which guy? Awkward. <laughs> oh, the awkward guy. Sure. <laughs> oh boy. Um, let's see. Now, forgetful. You think forgetful is that a tactic on not wanting to do what you may want to do? I think it's a combination of both. I think it's literally he just doesn't have the capacity to listen or hear. So he just forgets because he is not really listening or hearing and or he just doesn't care enough 
to hear or listen to what you have to say. It's either he just, you know, he's just so busy that he's just not taking it in or the opposite. He's just so, yeah. I mean, I feel like overall that could be a, that could be a tactfulness where he's like, yeah, I, I'm going to act like I don't remember Valentine's Day is coming up because then I don't have to do anything about it. Right. Or, right. you know, if I forget that she told me to, we're going to say, take out the trash, then I don't have to. I mean, it could be something as big or as simple as that. But yeah, I mean, when somebody forgets things, even forgets things about you, like if you're talking to them, you tell them how many siblings you have, you tell them something important, they don't remember it. To me, that's a red flag. I mean, that's not somebody who's invested in the relationship. Right. Now, you discovered you discovered a guy named Mr. Damon? Yes. Okay. So um, Damon and I have been together since, um, I met him when I was 47, I'm 52. Uh-huh. So um, it was unexpectedly, I was having a girl's night out, had been single for eight months um, because I always believe when you're, you know, after each relationship, I like to take time off to just kind of understand what happened in that last dating experience or relationship um, before I just jump into something else. And so I was right. single for eight months and yeah, we met unexpectedly. Um, he wasn't necessarily my type, not that I had a specific type. But I just, you know, I, the joke is like, I thought he was really pompous and just air a little arrogant. And so I wasn't giving him the time of day. And then um, I had to go to the bathroom, the ladies room. I came back. There's nowhere else for me to sit except for next to him. And I kind of reluctantly sat next to him and kind of turned so that, you know, my back was sort of like, you know, facing him. And then he turned and started talking to me and we started having these really in-depth conversations. And before I knew it, all of our friends had left um, cause there were our friends, our friends kind of grouped together. Everybody had left and we were just talking, talking, talking. And I was like, wow, this guy is really like, has more layers to him than I thought. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've been together since. That's great. Yeah. And now we have a blended family. So I'm a stepmom to his two boys. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so see, you yeah. never know. You never know you're going to find your person. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, I've got somewhat of a similar story about that. Uh, when I was a young controller, um, the girls that worked in the office of this printing company were getting ready and they're making a lot of the rustling and, and, and so forth. I said, where are you all going? He said, we're going to go see a, a, a psychic. I said, what do you mean? You go see a psychic. Well, that's what we do. We go down and talk to him, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I said, can I go <laughs> and, and watch or something? So she, they all said, it's okay. So I went there and got there. And um, she, uh, the, the older woman, who was, was in probably her, at that time was probably in her 80s. Um, and uh, I, I sat there and, and had, just didn't realize her, that she was seeing into the future. Mm-hmm. Of, of what this person was going to be like. And I'm shaking my head. I'm divorced. I'm divorced. I don't want to remarry again. I'm divorced. And um, anyway, that turns out I did divorce, but I didn't know her. But it was in a restaurant, same thing. And um, it was um, it was something that, that the, the woman, her, the psychic, Mrs. What was her name? Mrs. Say Mrs. Brown. 
she would say something to the effect of she's just described, described it, height, weight, um, color of hair, that type, the whole thing. And, um, I, and I asked her, I said, well, now, how am I going to know? And she said, you'll know. Just like that, you'll know. So I was in, at that time, I'd been un, un, unmarried for a couple of years and I was having a great time. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was uh, a really good thing. I met a lot of people. Uh, but in, in the restaurant, uh, when, when all of a sudden this voice says, she's the one, she's the one. And um, I guess it was on our fourth date. I uh, I just said I just looked at her and said, "Well, you know, you're going to have my children." Oh, and she went <laughs> like <laughs> fell out of her fell out of her chair, and sure enough, she had my children. So, oh, I love that story. Yeah. Well, it was part of about her. I, I would have never gone over there had I not gone over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a special situation. Um. I think that sometimes when you look at people and you have um, you, you have something that comes in here, you know, you have, where your soul is and how you deal with it, whether it's good or bad or not. Uh, but you also know that when you have decisions like that, you reach down, you reach in to see you, know, you can make it make it work, and, and and you can continue the work. That type of thing. Oh, absolutely. As 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 a male. Um, Anyway, uh, I'm yeah, very relation- tr- Well, no, because you're you're saying something that is really speaking to my heart, John, because the thing is about relationships, too, mm-hmm. is that we choose to be in a relationship. Right. And every morning mm-hmm. we wake up, we either choose our partner. Or we don't. And, you know, there's there's so much temptation out there. But if you it's, it's either you put yourself in that or you don't. I mean, it's a conscious decision you make. So even when I go out with my girlfriends and I'm having girls time out, if a guy comes up, I mean, I mean, I think just my look alone, I give that look of like, nope, like do not even like come two feet within this like area. Because for me, it's just like, you know, I mean, because we all can. And and that's what I always tell people. I'm like, you know, a flirting can be innocent, but a flirting then can turn to something different. Or all of a sudden you're thinking the grass is greener on the other side. And no relationship is perfect. Relationships take 100, 100% work, right? And they're work. But if you have the right partner, it's worth the work. Because, you know, there's, there's no, there's no perfect relationship out there. And so when women or men are like looking for that, or there's one sign of like, oh my gosh, that rubbed me the wrong way and want to jet the other direction. I'm like, okay, so, but what are you carrying to the table? Because we all have some sort of, you know, baggage, other stuff that we've brought in, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. really about how do we deal with each other's stuff and can we deal with that person's stuff? And there's some red flags, obviously, but again, Mm -hmm. it's each to his own. You know, you have to decide what, what works for you. And so I love that part of your story that, and what you just said, it's like digging deep inside. And if you're like, this feels like this is my person, then yeah, I mean, it's, it's a scary feeling, but then at the same time, I always say, what do you have to lose by going all in? As long as they're reaching your five non-negotiables. So I also tell women, get rid of the silly lists of like, oh, he's got to be this height and this color and this age. I mean, get rid of all of that because that just blocks you from love. And really sit down and say, 
what are my five non-negotiables, which are for me, they have to be, they have to believe in God and Christ in a spiritual way, at least, or the universe, something beyond themselves. I can't be with, you know, an atheist that just would not work for me in my life. I want them to be, you know, have a great family value because, you know, I'm very close to my family and I just want somebody who also is close to their family. So there's certain aspects that you want. And so I always tell women, what are those five non-negotiables? Take away what that person looks like that you need in a relationship and then don't sway from that. So if you really are a Christian and you want to be the Christian, then why are you with a Jewish person if you're not going to convert? Do you know? So it's like, so it helps us to like, not, you know, spend so much time with somebody who's not meant to be with us because you're not in here to change each other, right? We're here to Mm -hmm. like grow and then compromise, you know, ourselves. So when Mm -hmm. I come into relationship, I'm not looking for somebody to change me. I'm not looking to change my partner, but what I am looking for is that we're both going to compromise on certain things because that's, what's going to help a relationship grow. Yep. That's unavoidable. Yeah. Yeah. And some people don't want to compromise. It's interesting. They're like set in their ways. I'm like, (laughs) I'm 52. I've had to make some compromising. So, (laughs) and my partner's 58. (laughs) That's not bad. I mean, uh, it's not at all. You're, you're a young person. Yeah. Well, so are Um, you. I mean, I feel like everybody's young until you, I mean, until you're in your nineties, because my grandmother's in her nineties and she's still, (laughs) I mean, when she was a hundred, she looked like she was 70. She was still oh, rolling, really? you know, roaming around like she was like 70 years old. So right. I wonder what it would be like. Maybe it's too much of a psychological person that handles, I guess, not group sessions, but but couples, couples or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, tell us now, if you would, tell my um, um, listeners that uh, all the places that they can buy your book? So my book is on Amazon. Um, It's also, if you are a store owner or, you know, you want to buy multiple copies um, through Ingram Spark, it is registered there. Um, My book is also in now five locations here in Denver, Colorado. So it's in a store called Wish Gifts here in Colorado, the Artisan Center, um, Boho Succulent, um, rejuvenation on the rocks. And then also my book is in the Barnes and Nobles here in Denver, Colorado, because I'm doing a book signing this coming Sunday there with my book. So which, it's which at five one? places. Which Say one? it again. Um, the one off of Colorado Boulevard, the Barnes and Nobles there. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is my second book signing. So I did one for the Misadventures Guide to Ultimate Empowerment for Women. They're just lovely over there. I add, they're mm-hmm. so close to my house and I just, I just love them. So They've been very supportive of me and they just love this 99 types of guys book. So yeah, yeah it's been, it's been a great journey. Well, and then Goodreads you. also has my book too, by the way, Goodreads. Some Goodreads. people like to go in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. It's another yeah. access. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you again uh, for coming in. You've got a lot of, you got a lot more going for you than just um, being an enabler. I guess I could say. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) In my book, that's not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, I'd like to to say thanks again and thank my listeners. um, Thank you. Searching for integrity. Um, And uh, as I have my adios, um, so long and happy trails to all.